Everybody, how are you doing? We are back. It's Formula One time, Canadian Grand Prix. We're back, Formula One, unedited. No one's telling me what to say here, guys. There's no biased TV or TV producer, editor, editing me down. The moment I start talking, I go through the whole thing unedited. And I've always done this from day one. You'll get the truth out of me, guys, because there's a lot of biased TV presenters out there. They're just full of crap. You know, they really are. And uh, I want to give you guys the truth. You fucking deserve it, because these guys are just... A lot of them are fooling people. Now, it doesn't mean I'm the best ever. I'm not saying that at all, okay? You know, oh, look at Peter now, he thinks he's the man. No, I'm not like that at all. I'm just going to tell you how it is. It's as simple as that, like, it really is. But guys, we're back. Canadian Grand Prix. It's a wonderful track. I've been there before, actually. I never actually raced on the track. But I was racing close by, and we said, well, hey, you know what? Fuck it. Let's let's take a trip down to that to that place. Great location, guys. The weather is wonderful. The, the, the heat of the place, the humidity, wonderful. It's definitely uh, a place you should go if you're in Canada. And um, Canada always brings some drama to the table. You know, there's there's been a lot of races over the years, guys, where they're just, it's just fucking insane. Like Schumacher, one year into the wall of champions, right? Coming back onto the main straight. He crashed in there a couple of times. I think, uh, did Senna think? I think Senna did as well. But they call it the wall of champions because there's a lo- been a lot of guys who've been taking the lead of the race, like Schumacher or Senna's, right? They have the race sewn up. I mean, it's a done deal. And all of a sudden... Bang! Into the fucking pit wall, on coming onto the main straight. I think it's just one of those corners. You're going on down from down the back of the the track. You're going down this really long straight in eighth gear. You're doing probably 190, I would say, depending on of course their car setup. And then you're going down to maybe fourth gear. So it's a quick right left hairpin back onto the straight. Uh, sorry, not hairpin, chicane. And it's a it's a quick flick. I mean, guys, you got to really carry the speed into that last bend, and you really can gain a lot of time on that last corner if you do it right. Your car's set up good. You can you can gain some speed, and I think that's what catches out a lot of the guys too, because it's one of those corners where you can pick up a little bit of time, and it, it can matter. It can make make or break pole position to fourth position on the on the grid. So it really does, guys. It's um, it's a great track to watch. Um, sometimes they've got the rain there as well, where it's cut out a lot of the drivers. All of a sudden, it's it can be a boring race, perhaps, or a good one. In the sunshine, then bang, rain comes down and it's carnage. So let's start off, shall we, guys? Now, where are we going to look at first? So we saw the Spanish Grand Prix. Okay. Uh, it wasn't the greatest of Grand Prix now, was it? It was just uh, dominance, dominance by Verstappen. Uh, it, it, what, what can you say, really? You know, what can you say? It was, um, it was interesting to see Hamilton and Russell up there, though. And there's a lot of talk now about, okay, Verstappen's dominating and can anybody catch him this year? Hamilton and Russell, now all of a sudden they, they score a second and third. Now, I said this after the Monaco Grand Prix. You don't know what's going to happen yet, guys, right? Yes, they've had some major upgrades. It's great for them. But 
I just can't see it being 100% confirmed that they've really, really upped their game because Monaco and Spain are totally two different tracks. There's some similarities here and there, right? And that's okay. But it's, guys, it's, you know, Monaco stop start. Spain was a track that's got high speed corners, mid speed, low speed. It's got everything. So they've definitely improved, I think. I think they have. The question is, once they go to different tracks, like Spa, for instance, Spa is a high speed track. Will they have the power through? That'll be an interesting one, I think, anyway, personally. Um, but hey, look, it was a good result for Mercedes, so we're not gonna we're not gonna fault them there on that one. Um, and you know, I could be wrong on this. I just don't see where they're gonna get such a huge leap now from everybody because I think you would have seen a closer gap between Verstappen and Hamilton at Spain if it was that big of a leap they've made. But let's see, because they could still be ironing out some problems too, right? Sometimes major upgrades go on a car. Everything looks good in the wind tunnel at the factory when they're testing things out. Then they put it on the track and all of a sudden it goes to shit. Now, it didn't go to shit for them, but there still might be a couple of little, let's call them tweaks that they need to iron out. So look, It'll be interesting to see, no doubt about it. It'll keep things very, very interesting now for the next few for the next few races, I think. So yeah, um, let's have a look, guys. So now, if we look at Canada last year, Verstappen had well, he had a good win. Only nine tenths behind was Carlos Sainz, which was uh, <laughs> interesting. Hamilton third, Russell fourth, Leclerc fifth. Now it was quite an interesting race last year. Um, this year, I don't want to get into too much about last year's one. I think what we're going to have this year, guys, is the favorite for Canada. Well, you got to put your money on Verstappen again and Perez. Now, here's an interesting thing. Now, if you've been listening to my other episodes on Formula One, I have been saying to you, and I've been giving you a warning, guys, right? There's two things that could happen with Red Bull here in terms of Perez staying with Verstappen are competing and challenging for the championship are they'll slow Perez down now if you've heard my other episodes I have been saying well I personally thought they would want to get the constructors championship sewn up really quick and then slow Perez down but the problem is Perez did make one mistake in Monaco it fucked his complete weekend up it was all over right there and then honestly it was all over because Monaco's all about getting on the front row you have to. Otherwise, I mean, you're just, you're climbing up Everest without a fucking jacket on here. Like, it's it's crazy, you know? Um, so I think, like, I personally think Perez definitely has the chops for this, right? And it looks like they've been slowing him down a bit. They did slow him down in Spain a bit, right? Let's not bullshit here. Now, there's some people saying in the, the news and the media, oh, Perez, he doesn't have it when it comes to Verstappen. He's going to really up his game, lift his game to really compete for him. Guys, that's total and utter horseshit. This is probably about the fifth time I've, I've repeated this, that it is horseshit, okay? What a lot of these drivers, our teams do, is they do slow down the other driver. Now, why in God's name would teams do that? 
You think, right? I mean, surely you're thinking that the team want the best for their their team, right? They want to get the uh, one-two position, score as many points for Constructors' Championship and the Drivers' Championship, right? You'd think that, right? Wouldn't you? This is the whole weird thing about motor racing. It's the same in karting. It's the same in Formula Ford, Formula 3, 2, up to Formula 1. It's all the time to wait through the ranks. Now, sometimes the teams will keep things fair. Now, I think if you're going to see Perez go fast, it's not because he's pulled it out of his ass. Fuck no, okay? It's because they're giving him the car. Now, I think... You see, for unfortunately for Perez, he made a mistake in Monaco into the fucking, uh, out of turn one, into the fucking Armco barrier. Completely screwed up his qualifying. So the race was over. So look, he just made a mistake. Human error happens to all of us. So I think Red Bull said, right, well, do you know what? Let's just keep him down here, okay? Maybe this is our moment to just get Verstappen over the line, win the championship as fast as he can. Then we'll worry about the constructors. Because at the end of the day, the Constructors' Championship is really important for the teams because they score more points and they get more money at the higher places they they uh, they finish in the championship. So it is important for them to get the Constructors' Championship or high up as possible so then they will have more money to afford for the team for next year. Now, some of the teams don't really even need this fucking money, right? So that's why they do fuck around, you know? I mean, if you think about it, if you really need the money... Why would you be slowing another your driver down? That would just be insanity, right? So, I think what we're going to have is a scenario where they're going to be giving him a bit of both. Perez now, man about guys, right? You know, where is he going to end up against Verstappen, etc., etc.? It's hard to know actually what they're going to do at Canada this weekend. They might just keep him in the game to maybe third, fourth position, right? At least he's scoring a couple of points if he does finish in the third, fourth position. A couple of points, you know, because they know Verstappen is just dominating right now. And he's got such a good lead that they're cozy here. They're cozy here in where they are, Red Bull. So, let's look at who's the favorite. Okay. Here's what I would say. Verstappen for the win. I'm going to go with the Ferraris. I think Ferrari, they've got a good balance in the car. But I think their engine speed, their straight line speed is going to really capitalize for them and take advantage uh, for this weekend. I think we could possibly see Leclerc and Sainz in second and third. I can't see them getting the win. I wouldn't be surprised, though, if one of the Ferraris takes pole position. Now, they did have some upgrades for Barcelona last week, uh, two weeks ago, sorry, and it did well for them. Now, they obviously didn't have a great result. Okay, they went back in racing, but that's kind of like their pattern at the moment, it seems, at Ferrari. They, they just keep, they make one step forward, four steps back. It's crazy they're really struggling in the racing to, in racing spec it's uh like they, they really got to up their game here guys it's it's, it's just not gonna be it's not enough they've got to do some major changes and those major changes come from making small changes you know like 
the way they're they're losing pit stop positions. That's such a fucking small little thing. But it's a big thing at the end of the day because it's about the result. I mean, what they're doing right now is it's no good. There's too many mistakes from Ferrari. They need to sort their fucking game out here, man. They really do. However, who's the favorite? I would say Verstappen for the win. Carlos Sainz second. Leclerc in third. So, we'll come back to that in a second. So, a bit of tech news and other news. Now, speaking of Red Bull, by the way, here we go with Christian Horner. He was in an interview a few days ago, and they were speaking about Perez. So, And they were asking him, how do you think Perez is going to do? Is he going to be able to, to catch up with Verstappen? Is he okay? Right? They're, I mean, they, they were almost talking like they were going to put him into a fucking straitjacket the way they were talking about Perez. All right? Crazy. So Christian Horner said, well, I think he'll have a bit more confidence now. He's He's got less to lose. The pressure's off him a little bit better. So I think he'll up his game, basically, right? So you see where I'm going with this? He's not on about, oh, well, we're slowing him down. Of course, he's not going to say that. <laughs> okay. He's never going to admit that. Racing, driver, racing teams don't do that. Now, I think if that's going to happen... People are going to be blaming Perez and this and that. I mean, guys, if you watch Formula One Drive to Survive, if you think I'm crazy and full of shit, well, actually, I don't give a shit because I know what I'm talking about. Okay, and I'm just giving you the truth. And it's the God's honest truth. All right. Um, but if you've been watching uh, Drive to Survive, now, don't quote me. I think it's season two. Season two where Gasly joins the Red Bull outfit. So it's, yeah, I think it's either season one or two. Anyway, guys, you if you're watching it, you've probably seen it already. But the thing is, is Gasly came into the team. And the, the way the team were talking to Gasly, Red Bull now, like they were bullying him. They were like pulling him aside and saying, hey, listen, you know, what's going on with you, man? You know, looking at him like he was, that he had leprosy or something. It was ridiculous. Ridiculous to carry on. Even one race, I think it was the Austrian Grand Prix, where Gasly was having an awful, awful race. Now, and I'm going to blame it on the team. They just weren't giving him the same equipment as Verstappen. Now, I'm not even a Gasly fan, really. I think he's, he seems like a really nice guy, right? Good driver. But that's as far as it goes. Like, I'm not going to be going on about him too much, you know? But I'm being fair to him as well. And even the team, you know, like, he was in the, the, the race and he was way behind, struggling. He was in, like, ninth or 10th. And the team were like, oh, hey, come on, Perry, you got to pick up the pace now. you got to pick up the pace. And he's like, yeah, I'm trying to, guys. Like, hello, what's wrong with you? And then they were come back onto the team radio going, oh, this isn't, this isn't acceptable. This isn't good enough. You know what, guys? That tells you everything right there. And I'll tell you why. Yes, the team can come on the pit lane radio to you and say, hey, come on, Pete, let's go, let's go, let's go, Make, fucking do this, man. But what you don't do is get into a fucking bitching match with your guy on the radio, and especially with the whole world listening when they're watching Formula One on TV. You pull the guy to the side at the end of the race, right? You want him not losing confidence in the race. You want him fucking on it. Now, you can definitely come on the radio and say, come on, Pierre, hey, listen, come on, man, let let's do it my man come on let's go we, we need five to ten laps good solid laps pick up the pace let's move baby you know almost like a slap on the ass you know let's do it my man let's go come on go team pierre sort of thing but the way they were criticizing him it just told me everything 
and you know, and then they all of a sudden they get rid of him, and it, it was it was bullshit, total bollocks. So Red Bull are, are guilty for this sort of thing. They really are. Um, it's it's like. They, they bully their drivers. And by the way, guys, that does happen in in Formula 1. Now, I'll say this. Tough shit on Gasly too. Like, if, if a team are going to come at you, well, you got to be mentally strong. And you know what? Gasly is mentally strong too. So when I say tough shit about Gasly, I mean any driver that gets stuck in that situation. It just fucking happens. And you know what? you got to suck it up. Get on with it. Now, they weren't giving him the car either. They, I mean, they were just nagging him, you know? They just wouldn't leave him alone. It was, honestly, guys, if you really watch it closely, it was like they were trying to bully him where he quit and got out of the fucking team himself. It was crazy. And then all of a sudden, they, they kick him out. They bring in Alvin. And then they bring him back to their other Red Bull team, Alpha Tori. Now, if they really thought he was that bad, why would they bring him back to Alpha Tori? Now, they were trying to say, oh, well, he didn't have the, the chops to stay with Verstappen and, he, you know, he doesn't like the pressure. It's amazing the way all these drivers can't handle the pressure on Verstappen, huh? I mean, seriously, give me a break, guys. Give me a break, for fuck's sake. So anyway, I'm just, I'm fearing the worst for Perez here. I think it's going to go downhill a bit more. I think what's going to happen now is they're going to have Verstappen just walk away into the lead. And he'll get the driver's championship. They'll give Perez every now and then the result, this and here and there. And if they need to, like, really confirm and wrap up the constructors' championship, all of a sudden you'll see Perez right there. Like all of a sudden, oh, he's he he's he's doing great under the pressure. He's really dug deep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Blah blah blah. <laughs> so, guys, I hope I'm not ruining Formula One here for you, like. But, but it, this is the truth. And you know what? There's some great racing in Formula 1. And the the politics is entertaining. It's fascinating. Highly entertaining. And I think that's why a lot of people people like yourselves out there, guys, watching this on YouTube or listening on Spotify or wherever, Apple, you like the drama. You know? it, it it's, it's brilliant. It really is. It really is. Um, so anyway. All right, okay. Let's move it on a little bit. So what are we going to look at now, guys? Okay, so that's really the news. So there hasn't been much news yet. Um, the last bit of news, really, was uh, Hamilton. He was... Uh, apparently, there's a bit more talks about his contract coming up now for, for next year. Because his technically, his contract runs out at the end of this year. So people... There was rumors about him going to Ferrari. Even though I can't see that happening. I just can't. He's not going to get the same attention at Ferrari as he would with Mercedes. No way. Mercedes, Hamilton is Mercedes' golden boy. They, they Ferrari are not going to give him that much attention, believe you me. Um, so I think he'll end up signing with Mercedes unless he decides to retire, which I don't think he will. I think he wants that eighth championship back. You know, he wants to tell everybody, look at me, everybody, I'm the greatest of all time with eight championships. You know, I think that's what that his plan is. So I don't see him retiring at the end of this year but we will see we will see so before we kick this off guys and call it a day so we're going to do predictions what i do i remember i was introducing this a few weeks ago so i'm a racing driver now in formula one and i'm going to put myself in the mindset of the each driver we're going to look at today we're going to look at verstappen and i think we'll have carlos Sainz finish second 
and Leclerc third. So let's say Verstappen gets pole, Science off pole, and Leclerc third. If I'm that driver, knowing racing drivers and the, the world of racing, what am I going to do? What's my strategy? So Verstappen, quite easy. Just get a good fucking start. Okay, get it on pole, get a good start. And the thing with Canada is there's one or two overtaking areas. So for the first few laps, it's a great track. Um, it's quick. It's not, It looks great to, to, to drive on. Down the back straight before you get onto the main pit, main uh, start and finish straight, there is a chance to overtake because you got DRS as well. So for the first few laps, if I'm Verstappen, I want to get off the start-finish line, keep the lead. Now, if you get through the first two bends, you're looking pretty good. You're looking pretty good. There's a little bit of a risk going down to that long straight down the back for the first two or three laps, I'd say. But after that, all he's going to do is just get a little bit of a gap and he's gone. And I think... He's just got to keep doing what he's got to... He, Verstappen's just got to keep doing what he's doing right now. And he'll get it. Now, hey, you never know. He could make a mistake this weekend. You never know. That's the great thing about racing. Now, if I'm Carlos Science, well, really the pressure would be on in terms of... Not pressure for the championship, but pressure to get it on pole. That's what I'm shooting for this week, this weekend. Front row's okay, but you got to make a fucking blinding start off at the start of the race to get into first, into the first second corner. Because even going down the back straight, you still got a chance. It's still going to be tricky enough because you've got about, you've got eighteen other drivers up your ass trying to get a slipstream off you as well. So you're not just trying to get a slipstream off off Verstappen or whoever's in the lead. You've got the other guys trying to do the same thing to you. So. We'll see, but that's what Carlos Sainz needs to do this weekend. Stick it on pole, get a good start, lead into the first and second bend, and off he goes into the distance. Leclerc, well, poor old Leclerc, huh? He's under fucking fire at the moment. What's going on there? I think they're screwing with him, guys. I really do. I really do. Leclerc is a good fucking solid pilot. He, I'm not a big fan of his. I think he's a really nice guy. He's a classy guy. I rate him. Just wouldn't be a big fan of his, you know? Um, so I think he needs to get it on the... If he gets it on the front row, that's a great way to start off again. And just maybe go with a different tire strategy. Go with... Basically, I would go with a one-stop strategy. So you go as long as you can, go the distance, go the distance, as they say, and then hopefully you win in the pit stops rather than overtaking somebody in the race. So that'll be interesting. Now, we haven't spoken about Alonso or Mercedes. Well, it'll definitely be interesting to see what Mercedes do this weekend. Again, will the upgrades, will they help a Canada? Will they, will they not? We'll have to just see. It'll be very, very interesting to see how they get on this weekend. Alonso, well, Alonso's been around. He's been he's been my boy, as you know. Alonso will definitely uh, be trying. I think maybe he he could secure fourth this weekend. Now I could be wrong about my predictions here, guys. Uh, if he gets fourth, that'll be a pretty good result at Canada. 
Uh, like I've always said at the start of this year, he's got a great car in terms of balance, and it's definitely working well. But, you know, the Ferraris have been messing up a lot in races, so if he just sticks to staying in fourth or third, he get another podium. I think it's they're going to need to come out with a big upgrade as well to, to catch up with Red Bull, uh, because Mercedes might might start overtaking Aston Martin now. So it really, it's all to play for, guys. It really is, you know. And that's that's what we like to see, right? That's what we like to see with Formula One. We we don't want to, somebody just walking away with it all the time. Even though I know Verstappen's got a a big momentum charge here, um, but all it takes is one good upgrade. You know, like I've spoken that Mercedes needed the upgrade to end all upgrades. Now they did in their position. Aston Martin don't need that much of an upgrade because they were up there already and they were beating Mercedes. So little upgrade here, a little upgrade there, and maybe that'll that'll solve the problem. Okay, let's see it, guys. Thanks for watching, and I'll see you again after Canada Grand Prix. Bye-bye.